Joining me now is Russell Hutchinson. He's the uh, director of Chatswood Consulting, does a lot of research around the life insurance field and knows the market very, very well. Welcome, Russell. Nice to have you in here. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's taken far too long to get you in. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd start off with income protection. You know, there's a hell of a lot of changes going on here and, and you're currently running a survey of advisors at the moment. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you've found about the market and, and the product. Yeah, so we, we, uh, we're surveying what advisors are finding out about income protection under, underwriting right now. Mm. And uh, we're doing that because uh, quite a lot of companies have responded to both, you know, the, if you like, the COVID crisis um, around income protection in some different ways. And that's showing up more in terms of the, you know, what offers you're getting through underwriting than necessarily perhaps in all of the, you know, public statements that an, an insurer might make. So, well, because there's yeah. been a lot of change in, term, in terms of how um, life companies are, are dealing with applications. So do you think we're going to get a new way of underwriting income protection going forward? And or, or have some of the changes people made been, been good changes? I think it's... Um I think it's really about the product design, mm. and and a moment ago, just we, we were talking um, about how you, you know what the problems are in Australia, and the and the and the view that App has taken about the product, and so uh, really, it seems to me something quite fundamental about how income protection actually operates as a product, mm. um, a, as opposed to underwriting. It's just the what's going on in terms of income protection underwriting right now is a stopgap measure, really, and it's before um, you know the industry either settles back into uh, back to normal or a new normal, as we keep mm. talking about, mm. and, and um, of course, you know what's gone on in Australia is that uh, is that APRA has come out and basically said that many of the core things that we know and see about income protection are not sustainable. Mm. So, do we have that issue in New Zealand? You know, and and do we have a, an issue around sustainability of the product? Well, look, I'm not an actuary and I'm not an underwriter, so um, I'm, I'm not going to delve into, f you know, the financial details, mm. but, you know, fundamentally the experience that APRA is seeing is that um, uh, long-term income protection claims uh, are, are staying longer than we thought, mm. much longer, and, uh, you know, the effect of that is that um, we have to keep reserving more and more against those claims. And of course, um, as they stay longer and they don't clear, we have you know, a rising um, you know, tide of, of claims experience. Yeah. So, so partners tried to address that with its changes before lockdown, <coughs> yeah. and I haven't seen anyone follow suit on that. Do, do you think that's happening behind the scenes, or is, is that where we're going to go? Well, that's kind of why we decided we'd, we'd survey advisors around what they're experiencing mm. through underwriting, because uh, during the lockdown, I was getting calls from advisors saying, hey, here's a case that I've put into X underwriter and I applied for, you know, say $100,000 of agreed value cover and it might have been submitted just prior to lockdown or it might have been submitted during lockdown um, and uh, I got an offer of terms like this and it was indemnity only cover and um, it perhaps had some additional um, terms and it had a new definition of pre-disability income. Um, or they were just being deferred or so there were all these experiences going on and we wanted to know more about that. So it must make it very hard for the advisors because they when they put a put a, <laughs> an application in they must think that it's actually going to get across the line but then to come back with something totally different makes it incredibly hard to... Quite substantially different yeah and then that's why they were calling you know look, yeah. look at this this is what's happening you know and if, uh, to be fair um, uh, 
you know, it, it's a difficult. It's been a difficult time for lots of people. <laughs> so you know, this, this is just one of many things. And, and I guess the, you know, and another un underwriter was saying, hey, um, if you're working your normal hours mm. in your normal occupation in your normal location, mm. then we will underwrite you as normal, which is true, absolutely true. But there weren't many people working their normal hours <laughs> in their normal <laughs> occupation in their normal location, yeah. were there? So you know, so there were these things going on, and not necessarily insurer's fault, not necessarily advisor's fault, customer's fault, but we've just got big change circumstances. So, so now we're through most of that, is it settling back to what, a, a, a normal yeah. level? Well, this is the problem and this is the key question because if we go back to, to the question of what's happening in Australia, we say, is that happening here? Mm. Yeah, and um, we are a different market and we, and we do have a different experience as a market mm. and also within that market, different insurers will have different experiences mm. too. So a bank insurer that only ever issues two-year income protection benefits, mm. no partial benefits, quite low sums insured, they're not going to be experiencing these issues which are about long-duration claims. Yes. Them, uh, people who are perhaps say, uh, there's probably a different experience between self-employed and employed people, not massively different, mm. but that's prob that's, that explains why Partners Life focused their product changes on the self-employed yeah. area. Um, and that's something to do with the return to work issue. But in Australia, APRA is saying it doesn't really matter whether they're self-employed or employed. The problem is that if we have high replacement ratios, guaranteed terms, customers may start in a claim in one way. Let's say they have an accident mm. or let's say that they have a, a sickness which would normally have a duration of say six months or a year. And then during that period, they lose confidence they perhaps experience residual pain, um, and they perhaps experience you know, maybe some uh, mental distress from their loss of competence mm. and their disability, and now they find it incredibly difficult to return to work. And some of that, some people might put a construction on that that they're you know, malingering, they should you know, <laughs> kick up the backside and go to work. Other people, let's not say that, let's say absolutely this is real, mm. but is the product helping them in its current form? Yeah. So, so do you, do you think income protection has a has a, a long term future as a product? I do, and I do think that it, it 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 can be a sustainable product. But fundamentally, we've got some things to address, and that's what APRA is saying mm -hmm. um, to insurers in Australia. And again, people are not so very different in different markets. I would be surprised if we don't at least have some portion mm -hmm. of the problem that APRA is talking about. And if we look back over the last few years, I did a check about six months ago, and we found that. Um, base rates had gone up by an average of about 8% for long-term IP benefits and it's already an expensive product in five years. And that's not counting rate for age change or inflation rate change, okay? Then partners put up their rates by 12% and that's a huge slice of the market and um, already several insurers were quite, quite a lot more expensive than them. But it's going to get much harder for advisors <laughs> to sell the product, isn't it? There are, I mean, there are options available even today. Yeah. You know, so there's some distressing imbalances in the income protection market. Mm. Um, uh, by some measurements, they do vary only 15 to 20% of the entire working, working age market you know, buy income protection mm. cover. Mm. That's too low, yeah, yeah. right? More people should have this cover, yeah? So some people are getting absolute Rolls-Royce cover, which is probably too good for them mm. in a way, and may in a claim situation be doing too much. But other people are getting nothing, 
Mm. And the, so it seems, you know, probable that a happy medium is to sell more to more people, but not of this type. Not, not the Rolls Royce level. Not yeah. the full Montex. Yeah. <laughs>